0: Listen to the deal
1: on Spotify. Cause it's sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man.
0: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, ladies and gentlemen, time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man. Joining me as always is my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? Doing good, man. I'm ready for this, brother. Mm -hmm, A bit of shake and bake and pig skin. How you doing? Yes, sir. It's always a good day on a Tuesday because we get the shake and bake and we get the pig skin. Oh, yes. So let's start with the shake and bake, which is NASCAR talk. Let's do it. First up, we're going to have the Las Vegas results from this weekend as Denny Hamlin took home the checkered flag in the number 11 Toyota. In second place, Chase Elliott in the number nine Chevy. Third place was Kyle Busch in the 18 Toyota. Fourth place was Martin Truex Jr. in the 19 Toyota. Fifth place was Ryan Blaney in the number 12 Ford. Sixth place in the number 8 Chevy, Tyler Reddick. Brad Kowalski was seventh in the number 2 Ford. In eighth place was Kurt Busch in the number 1 Chevy. Uh, Kevin Harvick was ninth in the number 4 Ford. And Kyle Larson ran round out the top 10 in the number 5 Chevy. So the Cup standings in the playoffs thus far now. With the win, Danny Hamlin leapfrogged back to the top to the number one spot in the number 11 Toyota. Kyle Larson slipped down to the second spot in the number five Chevy. Kyle Busch has risen up to the third spot in the the standings in the 18 Toyota. Martin Truex Jr. Martin Truex Jr. slid a little bit, but not a whole lot, as he's down to fourth in the number 19 Toyota. Ryan Blaney is fifth in the number twelve Ford. Six is Chase Elliott in the number nine Chevy. Joey Logano in the twenty two Ford is seventh. Brad Keselowski in the two Ford is eighth. William Byron in the twenty four Chevy is ninth. Kevin Harvick is tenth in the number four Ford. Eleventh is Alex Bowman in the forty eight Chevy, and Christopher Bell rounds out the top twelve in the number twenty Toyota. So we only have twelve remaining racers in the playoff. All right. Before we get to some news, let's talk some NFL standings for after this weekend in football.
1: Let's do it, brother.
0: In the AFC East, you have the Bills on top of the division at two and one, and with a six sixty seven win percentage. The Patriots and Dolphins are both one and two with a three thirty three win percentage, and the Jets are zero and three, and so they have a zero win percentage. In the AFC North, the Ravens and Bengals and Browns are all tied for first. At 2-1, and and the Steelers are in last at 1-2, the win percentage for the Ravens, Bengals, and Browns is 667, and the Steelers is 333. Uh, Down in the south of the AFC, the Titans are on top of the division at 2-1 with a 667 win percentage. The Texans are 1-2 with a 333 win percentage, and the Colts and Jags haven't won a game yet as they're 0-3 with a 0% win percentage. Out west in the AFC, the Raiders and Broncos are tied atop the division at three zero with a hundred percent win percentage. The Chargers are right behind them at two and one with a six sixty seven win percentage, and the Chiefs surprisingly one two to start the year with a three thirty three win percentage. On the NFC side in the East, the Cowboys, after last night's Monday Night Winner winning game, they are two and one and leading the division with a six sixty seven percentage. The Eagles and Washington are 1-2 at 333 win percentage, and the Giants have yet to win this year and are with a 0 win percentage. In the NFC North, the Packers have taken the lead in the division with a 667 percentage and 2-1. and one. Bears and Vikings both 1-2 with a 333 win percentage, and the Lions almost pulled the upset against the Ravens but couldn't quite do it, are in last place at 0-3. In the NFC South, the Panthers are the surprise right now as they are on top at three and zero with a hundred percent win percentage. The Buccaneers with a surprising, not um, yeah, a little bit surprising, kind of dominant game that the Rams had on them on Sunday, two and one with a six sixty seven percentage, as well as the Saints who went into New England and came out victorious, are two and one as well. The Falcons got off the schneid, are one and two with a three thirty three win percentage. Out west, the Cardinals and Rams lead the division at 3 0, both undefeated, so they are 100% win percentage. The Niners are 2 1 with a 667 win percentage after a heartbreaker against the Green Bay Packers on Sunday night football. And the Seahawks, losing to Minnesota, are 1 2 with a 333 win percentage. Woo! It's a wild weekend of sports, baby. It definitely is, man. special in the football season. So let's talk about it. So it looks like we have a legit battle for the Cup in NASCAR as Denny Hamlin won at Las Vegas, which results in an automatic advancement to the final eight drivers. He also jumped back up to the number one spot over Kyle, Kyle Larson, who finished 10th at Vegas. Denny did uh, did this a few weeks ago when he won the first playoff race to get the automatic advancement, thus running on top of the standings until Larson won the final, race of, final first round race to leap back up top. Uh, this is starting to look like a possible rivalry brewing between the two really good drivers. And these type of rivalries can lead to two competitors battling and worrying about each other and not the rest of the field and could cost them. As Truex Jr. looms, as does the experienced Kyle Busch. So, Cooper, your thoughts on this weekend's race? That's well, pretty crazy, dude. And it's
1: it goes to show that uh, you don't have to win one during the regular season.
0: <laughs> All right. You just got to make the playoffs. You
1: just got to make the playoff. Yep. And then from there, dominate, And it looks like Denny, Denny Hamlin is, is is on
0: point with two wins already in the playoffs. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty sweet, dude. Yeah, I mean, we came down to the final three weeks of Denny Hamlin possibly not making the chase for the cup. And he just gets in, and then he comes right out the gate on fire and gets us that first win in the playoff, jumps right up to the top of the standings, because he was pretty high in points as it was anyways. Due to the fact that everybody's points reset as they went into the playoffs, um, he was the most dominant driver to not win a race this year, and now it's looking like it might be just between him and Larson. Though, like I said, two two guys battling each other and got so much focus on each other could cost them if they get a little too close, bump each other out in a race, and Truex or Kyle Busch is there to take claim to that. Good golfing, good. Mm-hmm. All right, so we are ready to move from. The racetrack to the gridiron. Sounds good, brother. Yes, sir. There were tons more upsets again this weekend in college football, but we may need to come to the realization that Clemson is not the Clemson of the past five years. Clemson went into North Carolina State and left with an overtime loss as they looked pedestrian at best rather than the juggernaut we have seen. It has been a completely horror to watch the Tigers tumble off the pedestal they were placed upon the last five years. Cooper... What do we think of the Tigers oh, free-falling?
1: This is just crazy, dude. Um, it, it, you know, you could argue that they they don't really have a run game. Mm-hmm. They don't have a quarterback anymore. So, I mean, it could be argued that's why, but at the same time, in the college aspect of it, it's always next guy up. Yeah, it really so, is. So, um... To me, it's like, were you riding all on Trevor Lawrence? Were you riding all on Travis Etienne? I mean, come on now. Were you trying? You guys weren't. You
0: guys weren't. You know, looking toward the future. All right. Basically, they had a good run of quarterbacks. They went from Deshaun Watson, yeah. to that Bryant guy who came in looked pretty good, but then kind of faltered a little bit. Gave Trevor Lawrence the opportunity, and Lawrence then picked up the ball and ran with it, and they just. Continued their reign of run of dominance for basically a good five year, like I said, about five year run, where they seemed like they were the most dominant team, and it just makes you wonder because it kind of looked like the last two years though you started seeing the cracks in the foundation coming, even with even with having Lawrence, they got crushed by Ohio State, and then now just kind of have this start. It's starting to look like maybe the cracks were there, and now that the Really good players have moved on to the NFL or graduated if they weren't good enough in the NFL but were still really good on the team. Yeah. The leadership, who's their leader in the locker room? I mean, obviously, you know, people think, well, the coaching staff in college should be the more of the leader. No, you still need to develop leaders among your men, and especially in the game of football, and it just doesn't seem like they have that yeah. person on the field. That person or the
1: camaraderie, all of it, I mm-hmm. mean... As a team, you're supposed to, you know, be a
0: unit and you're not playing like one dude. Right, and uh, if you're Alabama right now and you're looking at the fact that uh, DJ Ugalele chose Clemson over you, but you got Bryson Young Young, and you're looking like the true number one team in the nation right now, maybe you're not so upset that he picked Clemson over you because you're rolling right now with Young. Yeah. So, of course, we all know that Bama just seems to recruit future first rounders out of nowhere all the time, so
1: <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. yeah,
0: it just seems like, hey, that looks like a future NFL first rounder. Let's get him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. It is it time to finally put some respect on the Arkansas Razorbacks. The Razorbacks hosted number seven A and M and won a dogfight twenty to ten. Arkansas had the upset victory over Texas earlier this season and now another one and it looks like as though they might be a legit threat in the SEC West Division. Of course the Hogs still have Bama, Auburn, LSU to come. In fact their big test comes next week in the form of number two Georgia Bulldogs in Athens, Georgia. That is followed by Old Miss Number twelve Old Miss in Oxford, Mississippi, and then number twenty two Auburn at home. That is a huge gauntlet of games when you include the number seven Aggies this last week. Excuse me, and then the, these next three games. We can still give them respect if they lose to Georgia, as long as they are competitive and close at the end. Arkansas, we're ready to welcome you to the top of the SEC. Just don't fold under the pressure.
1: Yeah, we'll see what happens with this. I think they're they're a pretty stout team. Their team their defense looks looks phenomenal this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I said watch out for Arkansas. Isn't that what I said? You did. Watch out for Arkansas. You're right. So. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy to see them doing so well, and I know uh, the reason why the reason why I like them is because my dad, my dad's been watching them for years, and mm-hmm. it's just, they, they, they've been, you know, slowly but surely getting better and better each year, and I think this year is going to be their breakout year.
0: It's looking but like it, it
1: is. it is a tough couple of games coming up, so we will see what happens.
0: Yeah, but like I said, as long as they can – even if they lose to Georgia because they're not quite as, ready. Yeah, as long as they as long can as make you, it
1: look like a game. Yeah,
0: then. absolutely. I mean, you can even say, hey, if you're sticking around early, maybe Georgia pulls away late and kind of looks like a blowout. But, I mean, let's all realize Oregon looks like a blowout on paper when you look at the game. But if you actually watch the Oregon game against Arizona this weekend – it really wasn't a blowout until the fourth quarter. Yeah. So if you can at least kind of do what Arizona did to Oregon, especially being on the road like Arizona was at number three Oregon this weekend, and you just and you pass the eye test in that aspect, you have a good chance at least do. You'll definitely get my respect. Yeah. Um, and you probably get some respect around the SEC as well. All right. So. Let's move on to the NFL. Let's do it, brother. Three weeks into the NFL, and there have been some shocking outcomes. We doubt anyone had the Raiders and Broncos undefeated in the top of the AFC West Division. The Chiefs struggling out the gate to a 1-2 and two record as well. Or the Seahawks having the issues they are and losing to the Vikings like they did. The Steelers losing mm-hmm. to the Bengals at home, though Juju Smith-Schuster did leave the game early with an injury, didn't help. Or the Cardinals winning like they have, in, have been and tied with the Rams... At 3-0 on top of the NFC West. Cooper, what is your most surprising outcome so far of the NFL's young season?
1: Right now, I would have
0: to say the Broncos,
1: dude. Yeah. And Teddy Bridgewater. It's like, uh, what is going on there? Uh, they're, they're doing great, dude. Uh-huh. Playing some good D. You know, getting first downs, getting <sighs> touchdowns. They're playing football, dude. And it's it, it's... It's crazy to watch because I didn't think you or I expected them to do anything this year. So far, they're looking pretty good.
0: I knew they could do decent this year if they went with Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. However, no, I didn't have them even with Teddy Bridgewater starting out 3-0. I, and yeah. I can admit to that right now. There ain't no way I could sit here and go, oh, yeah, I called that because they put Bridgewater in. No, even now, I think I probably would have had them starting one and 2 I may have given them a 2-1, and one, but 3-0, and oh, I definitely wouldn't have given that. And how about the Raiders, dude? Oh, my God. Oh, dude. What is with them? Do they know that they're not it, supposed to is, be doing this? Is Derek Carr, is he like ice? What What is he? He's, it's crazy, dude. He's got some ice water in his veins right now because he's just rolling. I mean, that was unbelievable. And it looked bad because they went down 14-0 early against the Dolphins and the Dolphins' defense is good yeah. just because they're without Tua. They still roll on defense pretty well, and they're really well coached on defense. And to be able to come back from 14 down and win that game in overtime, unbelievable. Just a big old surprise. I think, though, my biggest surprise, honestly, is actually the Cardinals winning three games. Now, granted, they just played the Jaguars. Everybody's beating the Jaguars right now. <laughs> yeah. But the fact is, they actually look good good as a team they don't look like this is all luck they actually look like they're legit so it's definitely going to make things even more interesting in the NFC West as we move along And first places on the line next Sunday as Arizona heads to Los Angeles to take on the Rams it's gonna be very interesting dude yeah it's too bad it's uh not a <laughs> primetime game because we ain't getting that because neither team is local to us so <laughs> yeah we won't be seeing that one at least that's the one thing I liked about Tampa Bay going to L.A. this last weekend. It was still technically local for us. Yeah. So, unfortunately, it's not anymore until, well, Thursday night football against Seattle the following week we get to watch because it's on primetime. All right. Next up, we had an unbelievable game-winning record-breaking field goal on Sunday as the Baltimore Ravens beat the Detroit Lions 19-17. to they won on the leg of Justin Tucker who attempted and barely made a 66-yard field goal as time expired. The length of the field goal is an NFL record-breaking an NFL record-breaking Matt Prater's record of 64 yards. What makes this even more shocking was the fact that the game was played at Ford Field, which is inside a dome in Detroit, so no wind, no high altitude to benefit Tucker. The kick would bounce up off the crossbar and carry over. There was a little, a little controversy to the play prior over the fact that the play clock appeared to hit zero for two seconds on the play before it was the um, play was ran by the Ravens, which would have resulted in them backing up five yards on a delay game, and possibly would have had to attempt a hail mary rather than a seventy-one yard Justin Tucker field goal attempt. Cooper, though, your thoughts on Justin Tucker's NFL record, dude. Crazy man. Uh-huh. They they should nickname him the
1: Terminator
0: with that leg dude. All right. I mean, we gave Greg Zerlin the the Legatron nickname. Maybe we need to give it to Tucker. He, I mean, honestly, dude. I mean,
1: think about it. Like you said, there was no win. There was no no anything helping him other than his power, and that's uh-huh. just that's
0: just crazy, dude. It was unbelievable. I watched it. And I'm just sitting there looking at this. And what and Matt Prater's record was in Denver, so he had the altitude, and I think there was a wind to his back, so he had the high the high altitude, which is thin air, so that the help doesn't doesn't bring the ball down quicker because you know gravity. Higher altitude is a little bit thinner, so it's easier to car- get a ball to carry. Plus, I think he did have a little bit of wind to his back, but he had none of that. Tucker had none of that. Yeah, and he barely made it, but he made it. That's the whole point. He still made it, and to win it on that, it's just crazy it dude. is insane to think about it's like how do you even think about that as coach that's should be like, like that's okay like, go kick that that's like your career like if he never kicked again and he said i'm done i wouldn't blame him i wouldn't either that's i mean he's a super bowl champion so it's not like he has to prove himself as a super bowl winning kicker because he's got a super bowl uh he's now has the nfl record for the longest field goal ever and he's one of the most accurate kickers in nfl history He's already guaranteed a Hall of Fame um, spot now, and now he act, that might have just solidified a first ballot Hall of Famer as a kicker. For real, dude, and a first ballot is a kick. Yeah, kicker, a kick. As soon as he's eligible, put that man in the Hall. <laughs> yes, that was that was just crazy, dude. Unbelievable. But we're not done with the craziness. Who do you want at quarterback with 37 seconds remaining in the game, down a point, and have no timeouts? Well, for the Packers, the answer is Aaron Rodgers. On Sunday Night Football in San Francisco, despite dominating the Niners all game, the Packers could not put away Jimmy Garoppolo and the Niners, who would drive down and score a go-ahead touchdown that put them up 28-27 with 37 seconds left. Rodgers would just need three plays to get the Packers into Mason Crosby's range. Crosby did his job as he drilled a game-winning 51-yard field goal and helped Rodgers head coach Matt LaFleur and the Packers get some retribution on the 49ers. (laughs) Cooper, your thought? Uh,
1: uh, 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 I'm happy. Uh, Aaron Rodgers doing Aaron Rodgers things, man. Uh, Pretty crazy, though, right?
0: Yeah, he actually looked like he turned back his attitude to yeah, it. Like, I'm going to win this game, screw it. Yep, I'm done with fooling around. I'm going to go be Aaron Flipping Rodgers, move this ball 42 yards into field goal range for my kicker, who I trust more than anybody on this team, basically, and he's going to go win it, and he nailed that kick. I mean, granted, in the NFL, a kicker, you kind of expect to be able to hit a 51-yarder, but the fact also, it is in Santa Clara. the you win- Josh Lambeau. Yeah, by the way, I forgot to put on here, the uh, Jaguars have put <laughs> brought in kickers to look at this week. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. They were talking about it too. Yeah.
1: But, on, on the news and stuff on the sports highlights, are they going to bring in, you know, are they going
0: to start looking for another kicker? Yeah, yeah. They're like, they have all the confidence in him that he'll come back. No, you don't. Not anymore. No,
1: no I could even tell by the by the way, uh, um, oh, what's his name, the coach? Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer. I could tell by the way he was talking. And he was like, I have all faith in him. He's going, you know, we want him to do better. But. The look on the man's face, it just said it oh, all. He's pissed. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's
0: tired of it. What you're saying is not what your face is saying. No.
1: <laughs> Urban Meyer has a hard time with that, too. Yeah, he when does. He, when he's pissed off, yeah, he, yeah,
0: you can tell. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's, I don't he know doesn't why have I, a good poker face. I don't know why I drew a blank there, but damn. It's man. okay. But yeah, so Aaron Rodgers finally looking like the MVP Aaron Rodgers in San Francisco. It was great to watch. It was a great watch, and I I enjoyed it. I was a little surprised they let San Francisco back into the game, but to win it like that, that's just a good feeling for the Packers and their fan base. Definitely is, man. Go cheese hits. All right. All right. So Sunday, though, was not the start that Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears fans had hoped for. Fields was sacked nine times, half of which was done by Miles Garrett, who had four and a half sacks. The Bears gave up more sacks than Fields had completions, as he only had six the entire game. If you were to take the sack yards away from Fields' passing yards, he would have a total of one throwing yard. The only good news for the Fields and the Bears was despite getting hit that often and chased around, he wasn't injured, and he didn't turn the ball over. But, Cooper, your thoughts on the dismal uh, premiere of Justin Fields as a starter? Welcome to the NFL, right? right. Hey, Rook, um, welcome to the NFL. Yeah,
1: that's that's scary, and uh, I mean, I guess you can
0: only improve from here. <laughs> I mean,
1: <laughs> I mean, that's
0: kind of rock bottom, I guess. But I mean, it, it can't get no worse than that, I don't think. Really. I, well, at least the good news is I don't think they face a a pass rush as good as the. Browns the rest of the year. They already face the Rams so you don't have to worry about Donald. Getting Miles Garrett kind of out of the way. I don't think they're going to face a pass rush that good. I haven't really looked at the schedule, which I should have. So they probably... I mean, because the best pass rusher in their division is on their team in Khalil Mack, so it's not like he has yeah. to worry about facing him, except in practice, which I don't know if Khalil... They need to make him face him more. Obviously. And they're like, you need to figure out how to outrun Khalil Mack and then maybe you can outrun some more people. Yeah. I mean, it's just... I don't even know. I mean, more sacks than he got completions? How bad is your that offensive line?
1: Lot, you know, that's what I'm about to say. It says a lot about your line, too. It's like, what the, f-
0: I mean, what I the know, fuck are you guys even getting paid for? I knew their line was bad, but, I mean, I didn't know it was a sieve. <laughs> you know? It's just like, yeah. what the hell did we just watch? That was a terrible, terrible witness. Terrible. Um, and, and, it, totally. know, I still think that Justin Fields has a chance to be
1: a, a decent quarterback. Uh, they got to figure something out with this line and protecting yeah. him better because this is – it didn't work.
0: Yeah, and are you ready for over overreaction Tuesday for the Chicago Bears? It's been stated – it was stated by Matt Nagy that all three of his quarterbacks are vying to start this week. So, Andy Dalton, if he's well, healthy – Justin Fields and Nick Foles are all available options. Let's blame it on the quarterback. Let's not blame it on the coaching and the uh, yeah,
1: offensive line. You know, you put this rook in there and you expected him to perform from the get-go against Miles Garrett. All
0: right, No. Should have started him last week and built his confidence. Yeah. That way, he, even though he would face Miles Garrett this week, maybe he would have been a little bit more ready this week. you know. But, you know, who are we to judge? Don't ask anybody in Chicago, though, because they'll tell you they're about to kill Matt Nagy and um, Ryan Pace. And, or at least run them out of town as soon as they're able to. They should. They're about to. Alright, one final takeaway from this week in sports. Well, this weekend in football, anyways. There was a trade yesterday. That seemed seemed to come from nowhere. Carolina Panthers trade tight end Dan Arnold and a third-round pick to the Jacksonville Jaguars for former first-rounder cornerback C.J. Henderson. In their win over the Texans, the Panthers lost cornerback J.C. Horn to injury and appears to may have been season-ending. The Panthers will also be without star running back Christian McCaffrey for the foreseeable future as well. But this will help the Panthers with the loss in their defense and gives Trevor Lawrence a good target at tight end in Jacksonville. It's also worth noting that the Indianapolis Colts have put running back Marlon Mack on the trade block, and depending how long McCaffrey will be out, don't be surprised to, to see the Panthers maybe show some interest in Mack to pair with Chuba Hubbard in the backfield.
1: Yeah, man. This is this good all the way around for for Jacksonville, man. Uh, you know, Trevor needs, needs a, a tight end that, that can catch the damn ball tight end they can catch the ball and block and block and block you need that for the block. love of god block <laughs> you need that protection so it it, it it probably feels really good on his part to know that urban meyer is actually trying here and trying to to at least put some people around him mm-hmm. you know what i mean and even if it's going to take Throughout the year, a couple years, Jacksonville will be a team to to watch out for eventually.
0: Yeah, and it's not like Jacksonville was really hurting themselves that much. Yes, T.J. Henderson is a good talent, um, which is why he was a first-round pick. So it's not like you're giving up. Um, It's not in the same aspect when you gave up Jalen Ramsey. No, Jalen wanted out, but I'm just saying Henderson's not on Ramsey's level and talent. So... It's not, but it, they already had um, Shaquille Griffin, um, who they brought in free agency from uh, Seattle. So it's not going to hurt them a whole lot. And now, if you're the Panthers, though, when you do get J.C. Horn healthy, if it's not this year, if it ends up being next year, now you got a pair, pair of corners that will actually help your defense because your defense was a pretty big question mark coming into the season, even though they're also another surprise team who is and 3-0. And leading the uh, NFC South right now, only well, because the Buccaneers lost, but still, to see the Panthers above anybody other than the Falcons and Saints, it's kind of shocking in that division. Yeah, man, it's just... uh, And Darnold looked good and helped me towards a victory on fantasy, baby. Yeah! (laughs) It's just crazy, brother. I
1: mean... I don't think this this uh, football season has started off quite the way we both expected it. No. And, uh, you know, it, it makes for interesting interesting football.
0: Yeah. And by the way, I feel sorry for any New England fans because you're going to be murdered on Sunday Night Football because now Tom Brady's pissed.
1: Uh-oh.
0: Well, he lost to the Rams. Yeah. <laughs> and in an embar- kind of an embarrassing fashion. And now he's really going to stick it to his former team. I think. Then there's that. Yeah, probably. And it's going to be on national television Sunday Night Football. So, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be bad. I feel bad for you Patriot fans already because Brady's kind of come in with anger. All right, man. That was a good episode. That definitely was, and
1: I enjoyed it. Thank you mm-hmm. so much for listening guys. We love you.
0: Yes. And uh, continue. That's right. Continue listening in on us. We're almost at 200 downloads. If not, we're already. We haven't checked today because, well, we've been busy. That's 200 downloads. It for the month. is? We're pretty close. For the month. Pretty close. Yes. If we're not there already. But thank you all for pay, uh, tuning in. We hope you continue to tune in. Share us with your family and friends who are sports fans. We'd love to have more listeners, and it's yes, available. Please available wherever you get your down uh, your podcast you can get it Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, um uh, Amazon, Audible, uh everything. Anywhere you can get a podcast, you can find us.
1: Yeah, and you know, what what's cool about us is we're just like you. We're fans mm-hmm. giving giving, you know, our opinions and giving standings and scores and and just having a good time with us. Mm-hmm. So we want you to join in. We want to have fun with you
0: guys. Yes. And the sooner we can get to uh, thousand followers on TikTok, the sooner we can start doing these episodes live. Definitely. Because we'll be able to do it. Because I want to be able to do it with multiple options of live streaming of our episodes. TikTok being one of them. We'd like to just do TikTok, Instagram. Instagram live. Maybe even do YouTube live. We could even do Twitch if we wanted to. Or Twitch, yeah. So, just some options. So, check us out. Get us up to there. We love y'all. Appreciate you, though. Um, We'll be back on Thursday, of course, with AEW Talk. Things are getting exciting in AEW. Oh, yes. Because there's also possibly going to be someone showing up tomorrow night. Oh, yes. The family might be arriving. The family. We'll see what happens. And, of course, we get to recap on Saturday extreme Rules. <laughs> Again, with the extreme Rules, bro. Well, when you only have two matches, technically one match, it's not really an Extreme Rules pay-per-view, is it? Not really
1: an Extreme Rules pay-per-view. You're right. Thank
0: you. So there. <laughs> Anyways, uh, and then, of course, um, Saturday we'll be wrapping up the regular season of Major League Baseball and, of course, preparing you for the beginning Of the NBA season. Looking forward to it. Did I
1: say Saturday?
0: Did I? I met Sunday. I met Sunday. Sunday. (laughs) Sunday. 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 We'll be wrapping up the baseball season, regular season, and preparing you for the tip off of the NBA season. Oh, yes. Yes. All right. I can't wait to do that. And then, of course, we'll be back with more football talk and NASCAR talk because it's Football season, and we love it.
1: Yes. Yes, football season is our favorite time of the year, baby. Mm-hmm. And this is our favorite time of the year with baseball, too, because the playoffs are heating up. we getting ready to get this
0: going, baby. It's about to be on like Donkey Kong all up in here sports-wise. Loving it. Yes. So that does it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking, talking sports. Hey everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sports big man. Or you can email us at sports talk with Cooper in Big Man. That's Sports Talk, W-I-T, Cooper, the letter N, Big Man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of MetaHuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg